Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to another, the first episode of the Jedi Council of 2021. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's been a while. It's been a good two months, I'm going to think, that we've been about. Um, so maybe even a bit longer than that. Probably since the Mandalorian wrapped up, I'm going to say. So the middle of December, I'm going to say. And we're now in the middle of February. So it is two months. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. I'm your host, Alex. It is good to be back with you. And I'm not alone. Oh, could you imagine that? The first podcast of the year and it's just me. That would be terrible. Um, I do have two members of the Jedi Council with me today. My good buddy and brother in the force to my virtual left, Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello. And to my virtual right, Mr. Contrary himself, Alex the Clark. Say hello, Ali. Hello, Gina Canero. Oh, Carano! <laughs> oh dear. It's Carano, oh, isn't it? It's the R before the N. It's Carano, or is it Canero? It is, Car- it is Carano, I think. Oh, I don't know. She's Does gone anyway. Who cares? <laughs> Gina Carano, C A R A N O. Carano. Ah, yes. Right. Anyway, yes, <laughs> gentlemen, before we get into all the excitement of Star Wars, including Gina, clearly, um, for, for the benefit of the listeners, how have you been? Dave, you first. How is the North treating you? It's been cold up north, believe me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, we've, we've, yeah, we. It's, it's just been a cold winter. Um, trying to get some exercise now. In um, I'm I, the, the family and myself are making sure that we're doing as many miles as we can for February. Um, today is what the twenty. 20- second 23rd 23rd isn't it 23rd yeah um, and we collectively as a family have done about 280ish miles i think something like that um this month this month, this month. so yes um the boys want to try and get to around 400 miles for the month so um we, yeah, as of yesterday, we had 27 miles each to get done by the end of the month. And it's the 23rd, 28 days in February, so you've got five days to do 23 miles. Yeah, yeah. Um, I worked it out, because we, we, we were doing it in kilometres, worked it out that we had 44 kilometres as of the end of yesterday. Um, which, to be fair, we can get in. We can get in. if we If we did... Four 10k walks. Yeah. We could do that. Did your wife tell you to start doing this to stop you buying more figures? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a suggestion to try and get the boys out, to be honest. Because I, I, okay, for everybody who doesn't know, um, the UK is yet again in lockdown. Um, and we are all trapped in our own little houses and not allowed out. And the children are, 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 are schooling from home, which uh, has been better this time round because the schools have now they've learned prepared. from previous. Yeah, um, but it doesn't mean the kids are not getting out. So the idea was to try and encourage the kids to do um, as many miles as they can this month, um, and the idea was that we were going to pay them. Um, so whatever the collective total is between the four of us by the end of this month, we will split it four ways and the boys get their share, which is why the boys are trying to get a hundred miles in. 
so they want to get a hundred quid in their back pocket when the they shops do. open again in April. Apparently, yes. they've yes. got a hundred quid to spend each. Mm. Yes. And what yes. does and what does Dave get as a present for this? Well, I was supposed Lego bricks. I I get a hundred pound as well. It is my birthday next month. That that doesn't seem like many figures compared to what you've bought in the last few months. Shh. Shh. Oh shh. Sorry, sorry. We don't talk about it. Dave, they're all on Twitter. Everyone's seen them. <laughs> Everyone wow. who's listening right now has seen your 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 collection. It hasn't hasn't. I wouldn't say it's doubled. I wouldn't say it's trebled. I'd say it's quadrupled over the last year. Um. Yes. Yes. The Hasbro gods have been good to me. Yeah. Dave has literally bought shares in Hasbro. They gave it to him. He's bought so much. <laughs> yeah, it's not I called wish. Hasbro Labs anymore. It's called Hasbro Dave. <laughs> yeah. Hasbro hey, Dave. Yeah. That's a super nickname. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I wish they had. Um, if if anything, I, mean, I I think the pair of you are fully aware of this, and as as are probably quite a few of our, our uh, friends on Twitter and Facebook, considering how much I ranted about this. But <laughs> Zavi really let me down on some of my orders. Um, yeah. I finally managed to track down everything that they failed to deliver and cancelled. Um, and Was not there a really big uplift in the price. I've been lucky, to be fair. Um, I've ended up paying for the actual figures pretty much what it would have been i've had to pay a little bit extra for postage because the 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 order that i had with zavi was for them all to be delivered and it was for one set price because the the value of my order whereas yeah. what i've had to do is end up hunting down the all, all the the three figures that they failed with have all had to come from different sources so i've had to pay individual postage so um yeah, so not not too bad. I might at the moment. I'm expecting supposedly my final four figures from Zavi are due by the end of this month, and that's the. We f- are keeping yes. our fingers crossed. Yeah. After their last letdown. Yes. Yes. We'll see. We'll Mr. Contrary, what have you been up to? You're on mute, mate. <laughs> Work. <laughs> Work, 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 work. Oh, the amount of time I have spent saying to people, you're on mute <laughs> in the last year. Yes. I'll tell you what, yes. I'm, I haven't used Skype in a while, so I mistook the coloured image for <laughs> being on or off mute then. <laughs> so I was like, what are you talking about? It's obviously your poor internet, Alex. But no, I was on mute. Uh, I'm sure my work colleagues would say I am that guy who does that quite a lot as well. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I've really just brought my A game today, you know, spelling uh, Gina Canero's name right. And now uh, not being on mute. <laughs> no, the usual how... standards that Jedi Council uh, listeners are used to. You're glad to see I've come back and uh, it's, bringing it. It just in. shows how Giving out the people what they need. Just out of practice, mate. That's all it is. is just out of practice. Yeah. But to so go jokes. back to my original question, <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> um, nothing. I haven't done anything. You? you started a new job. Yeah, but that was before. No, you had that chat. So nothing. You? <laughs> I started a new job as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I started a new job on the fourth of January. A um, little bit of time off over Christmas, which was nice. 
and then yeah, nothing much. I went to Costa Coffee on Sunday. Woohoo! That wow. was the highlight. Yeah, wow. yeah. I, it, I, I'll take it back. Actually, I, d- I did get one thing. I got a uh, I got an electric bin that when you uh, put your hand over it, it like uses the force and opens up automatically. Oh Sorry. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm someone who, like, really thinks hard about what is essential and what's not essential during lockdown. And I decided a fully automated, force-activated bin was uh, required. You need to get a video of it. Share it. These aren't the pieces of trash you're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) McDonald's. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's funny, Dave, you're talking about your dilemma with Zavi. Mm. I can't remember the last time I bought something Star Wars related. Oh, How God. bad is that? God, um, I can. <laughs> this morning, <laughs> today. <laughs> Don't be stupid, Alex. It was five minutes before yeah. the show. <laughs> no, I, I've the only thing I've bought it hasn't arrived yet. Is I bought some um, display stands from Wicked Bricks for yes. a couple of my Lego figures. They uh, Lego things uh vehicles that's the word <laughs> um so yeah so that should be arriving lego things <laughs> lego things yes not bricks things um they should be arriving in a week or two i think um and because i bought a certain amount i've got a free display case for episode one minifig so i'm gonna throw a Darth Maul one in there because i think that'd be pretty cool um but yeah i genuinely don't remember the last star wars thing that i bought that is that's terrible. That is bad. Well, we we did call we myself have, a fan. We have booked to go to Florida since, haven't we? Well, so not you know who knows if we'll get there or not. But we I have booked say, to go to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So, listeners, as you have heard on a few occasions, um, I've been to Disney World quite a few times, <laughs> and we have. I have missed it this last eighteen months, not being able to go. Um and my wife has missed it more than I. But nevertheless, collectively <laughs> we are having massive withdrawal symptoms. Uh, but we have a vacation booked in June. Mr. Contrary himself and his lovely other half are coming with us for some of it, not all of it. Uh but yeah, we are planning to go to Galaxy's Edge, all being well with the COVID gods. Um that we can get into a, we can leave A, the UK, and B, get into the States. Um, that'd be nice. But we'll have to wait and see. But other than that, I do think, that, yeah, they're the only Star Wars related items I have bought probably since my birthday last November. That's Fairly terrible. expensive, though. In the scheme of things, yes. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, it's. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is it. Well, we get them for free, really. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> we don't fly for free. We we have to pay for aeroplanes. Yeah. Mm. Once Not again, plane. Is it? <laughs> well, at the moment, it's a bloody steal because they were giving away flights. <laughs> so, that's, that's why I'm going. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cheaper than usual. That's absolutely for certain. Um, probably not today. This is not Star Wars related whatsoever. But after the news that we had in the UK yesterday about this roadmap of getting back to normal. The cost of flights, doesn't matter where you're going, easily doubled or rose by at least 50%. And I'm like, wow. But fingers crossed, if you're working in a travel industry like our good friend Scott, maybe this is a bit of an upturn that they need. Uh, But that's if we're allowed out, obviously, and things being what they are. So COVID lockdown aside, 
But but if Dave has shares in Hasbro, you definitely have shares in British Airways. And Disney. Well, I own a property at Disney, technically, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of money they probably both owe you for the last two years. Well, year not quite, yeah. And I'm not <laughs> going to be able to bloody go to it, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at this. We've really got hit the Star Wars. Uh, I was going to say, the tangent on our podcast has been as exponential as usual, but um, let's jump into some Star Wars chat. So, chaps, I think the biggest thing that's kicked off in the past, well, since The Mandalorian ended, really, let's be honest, is is the whole kerfuffle around Gina Carano. Um, what an absolute mess, I think, is the best way to describe it. Um, and we'll probably open up ourselves here to some uh, criticism, abuse, whatever, but we're going to be completely brutally honest about how we feel, I think. Um, you know, it's not like us to be brutally honest. I mean, look at our rantings about... The Last Jedi, for example, <laughs> um, and our feelings towards that certain director. But hey ho. So let's be honest. Her social media etiquette was highly questionable in the first place, but to then go down the path that she did has kind of well, <laughs> she's been sacked for it. Let's be honest. So you know, I think her her kind of. What she's done, the way she did it, speaks volumes multiple ways. Dave, you're, you're nodding along with me, mate. I mean, it's... <sighs> she, she's representative of a brand. I think that's, that's what we need to, to think of. Um, and Okay, to, to put this into, into normal world rather than celebrity world, my company works for um the uk government and does a lot of work with the uk government and i was asked by my company to be a little bit more careful with some of the views that i express about the government on facebook and and they basically pointed me to the company policy that basically need to be a little bit more careful you representing the company now gina carano has got a hell of a lot bigger profile than I have on social media. And she has put out some fairly controversial comments. And let's face it, she, she's been asked, and she even admitted herself that she's been asked to be a little bit careful about what she said. She's been asked to apologize previously for what she said. She's refused to do that. And, and and let's face it, the company has then taken the line of, right, okay, we've we've had enough of you doing this on our pay. So this is this is it. This the you, you your three strikes, you're out. Um the one thing that I do find quite offensive about the entire debacle um is the, the amount of comments that have been pushed to, to in support of her using terms like cancel culture. She's not been cancelled. She hasn't been erased from history. She hasn't been erased from Hollywood. It's a case of she's been fired from a job where she basically was using the platform that that job has given her to spout views which the company decided it didn't want to be associated with. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's also an interesting turn of phrase because there's the hype that she's been fired. But unless I've misunderstood her contractual situation, 
she, her contract ended at the end of the Mandalorian season two. She just didn't get yes. a renewed contract, right? So yes. maybe I'm just being really simplistic here, but if your contract isn't renewed, that isn't you being fired. That's just you not being kept fired. on. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yes and no. It's a weird, yeah. Because, because I, think, I think it does for the Mandalorian. The question is about the Ranger series that they announced. That's 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 slightly different. Was, and that's, was it ever confirmed she was in it? Well, that's I why I was going to say. Lots, lots of people thought say. so. Yeah. It, it does seem very odd. It was alluded to. the Mandalorian, they've gone to that extent and then not done it. I think, because like, this is slightly odd, I think, because I would say Dave and I are not similar politically at all with this sort of thing. Like, I would definitely be more centre-right to your centre-left, Dave, right? Like, I hate... I'm not a big fan of woke. I'm not a big fan of that. I, you know, sometimes I do think council culture personally goes too far. But on this issue, yeah, I think exactly yeah. what you said is 100% accurate. She's not been cancelled at all. This is just multiple opportunities and it felt like she was aggravating for aggravating sake by the end of it you know and, I, and i've seen all the you know it is fair at this point to mention that pedro pascal obviously has put tweets out there in the past which have been controversial as well but i think the repetition of the number of times she's done it makes it different mm. for me at least anyway and then i know you i mean when you're talking disney as well you're thinking of someone like james gunn of course for guardians of the galaxy yeah, where he did some tweets in the past, they then cancelled him or cancelled cancelled him from being part of the project, but then brought him back. Yeah, so it's it's not clean cut as an issue, but for me, her situation is clean cut in that, like you said, she did it, she kept doing it, she knew what she was doing. I refuse to believe, and judging by from some of the leaked and we don't know how accurate it is material that's come out that she was warned on this but she still kept doing it and yeah like to your point Dave if, if you're warned about this and your employee says you're affecting our brand you're affecting everything to go with it then yeah you have an absolute right to say it and no one's stopping her from going on Twitter and saying it right now she just won't do it as part of Star Wars it's and sick. I think that's absolutely fair I think it's it, absolutely fair it's funny because yeah that that point around the fact that she's been reprimand is probably the wrong word but she's been told that you know what she's doing on social media isn't the right thing to do therefore please stop doing it if, you know it sounds like that that's the kind of thing that would happen right yeah the argument i've seen and i'm sure you guys have seen it as well is the fact that it's freedom of speech and i'm like well yeah there's there's freedom of speech until your speech becomes hateful becomes a crime technically and therefore your freedom of speech should not be freedom of consequence mm. yeah so it's it's very much yes you have the right to say what you say but the moment what you say becomes offensive racist uh whatever term you want to throw at it it isn't freedom of speech it's hate speech so therefore it's very different to just saying i think donald trump's a div or i don't like boris johnson that is freedom of speech but the moment i went down a path of saying things a lot harsher than that it becomes hateful and therefore it's wrong so, it, and, and she's still allowed to to say it. Well, that's the what I was going to say because I kind of disagree with some of that, to be honest, Alex. 
she, like, you can she, say it, but if your consequences are, you should you should face the consequences for like, what you say. I, like I think you have the right to be offended as a person, and you have the right to offend it, but you don't have the right to a job if you say it. Right. No, yes. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a better way of articulating yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's still yeah. one of these situations where you're like, well, if I if I was at work and I was using if I dropped the N word, right? Uh, that's not appropriate at all. No. Any stretch of the imagination. No. So, me, am I free to say it? Yeah, if I want. But what does that say about me as a person, but also in the environment that I say it in, right? That's yeah. probably a better way of saying it. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, spot on. Like, I'm I'm completely aligned with you on that. And and that's what I mean. Like, I am, I'm someone who naturally is a classical liberalist, conservative person who would defend free speech and all of that. But I think a line has been crossed in this situation on repetition. Like, if you do it once and you say sorry and you mean it, that's yeah. one thing. Yes, correct. If you do it again, you're on very dodgy ground. You keep doing it. You you should ha- face consequences. Yeah. She yeah. had every opportunity to say, do you know what? I made a mistake here. Shouldn't have done it in the first instance. But she's doubled down on it instead. And personally, I, I, don't, I don't want... I don't want that as part of Star Wars, you know. I think it's I think it's the antithesis of what Star Wars is. And yes, like Star Wars does not have a good track record with the way that some of the things that happen with the actors, you know, thinking of Dave Prowse, God. thinking of Anthony Daniels, the way he was treated <laughs> when promoting those films originally. You know, there is a bad track record with some of these things. But I think they've done the right thing here. Mm. I think they've done the right thing. It's it's definitely an interesting one because to your earlier comment around the whole Pascal pedro's tweets that he made he's made a couple but he seems to have been towing the line for want of a better word um subsequently um and even in uh, there was a recent interview with uh, ben shapiro that she did and i'm going to get to that in a second because that is not just doubling down that's getting into bed with the enemy for want of a better word <laughs> the guy's a notorious right-wing news journalist media person whatever you want to call him um so she's kind of gone from one extreme to the other but where i was going with that is that she actually compliments pedro in that interview where she says like first and foremost we are we are friends we have different political views and opinions but we are friends and she's incredibly kind of complimentary about him whereas he's obviously learned his lesson from disney and then moved on and so disney clearly and to your point ali they've done the right thing yeah, and like you can you can obviously be friends with people at your politics. Like I reckon, Dave, you probably would read the Guardian more than the Times, for example, and we'd be opposites on that. But 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 do you know what I mean? Like I would never do anything to offend you, and if I knew it was offensive, I definitely wouldn't do it twice or thrice or four times. And and I just feel like she did it, and she did it to a whole. Well, she she did it pretty brutally to a, a particular area of history, which we know. Mm. You, you just, yeah, yeah, you just don't. You just, you just don't, don't go near don't. it. Just don't go near yeah. it. Yeah, and 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 like I said, she she's only she's only got the mass following she has now due to the platform that Disney has given her and Lucasfilm has given her. She was famous beforehand, but her popularity has gone through the roof because of of disney and because of the the mandalorian yeah so it's it's only fair that they say that 
look, your your popularity, your platform, the millions of followers that you've now got who hear what you say, it's only fair that you tone down what you're saying with what we've given you. I, I, I understand what they've done, and, and I, agree, I agree with it. I applaud what they've done, to be fair, to actually make a stand and say, mm. look, we've given you warnings, you've, you've just carried on. <laughs> and I also think this has had quite an impact on the Star Wars fandom as well. Um, yes. the, the amount of Facebook groups that I'm part of when this is still an ongoing conversation and you get the same, you get someone creates a provocative post, whether you're in support of Gina Carano or you're against her, whatever, the, not against her, but whatever. Um, and then you just get the same people going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and it's, it's such a weird thing to be at this political point in time where the other thing that caught my attention in that interview with Ben Shapiro was she said, when I saw everything that was happening in 2020, and I'm like, if if that has triggered you to voice out on your conservatism and your way of thinking, the thing that's triggered that is people voicing their opinion to trying to be liberal and have greater rights. I'm like, what? How? how what? What are you actually thinking as the reason for that? my rights are being suppressed it's like well hold on how <laughs> you are a successful hollywood actress um mma fighter you have been very successful in your career yet because of the wanting and needs and and trying to understand how other people are being less fortunate in a position of discrimination has triggered you to go i'm actually going to speak out a bit more i'm like i don't understand that as somebody who as somebody who has been in a position where growing up in a, let's be brutally honest, I grew up in a very poor part of London um, and I've been fortunate and blessed to have friends that are different races and that has blessed me with the, the views and the kind of way that I think. I'm, And I think that's a blessing for me, but nevertheless, I know if I had a conversation with somebody who is incredibly right wing, they would think I'm an absolute lunatic. But again, that, that's very political and I don't want to go any further down that rabbit hole. But it's just such an odd thing to say that has made her trigger why she wants to speak out like this, I think. I mean, Ali, you're, you're kind of nodding away there, mate. I mean, yeah, I it agree. Is, right? No, no, it, it definitely is. And like, it, 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 just, it, it just seems to me so cut and dry and simplistic that, like, to Dave's original point, she's not been cancelled. She doesn't not have the right to say what she wants. People just have the right not to employ her. Mm. It's kind of that simple for me. It's that cut and dry. Like, I think the problem is, is that, let's be honest, she wasn't the best actress, but she brought a huge physicality to the role, which was kind of good in The Mandalorian. And I think she was on the cusp of a lot of um, potential roles coming out of this, which are probably all now gone. Mm. And you know what? If you say these things and you're in public and you actually mean them, I kind of get the thing that this isn't just a mistake. I think she means them. Yeah. Because of the repetition, because of the there's yeah. almost a um trying to be clever with the Holocaust arguments that she was bringing up, which was not big or clever, by the way. But trying to bring that and sort of say, well, I am right because this and that and the other that just it shows to me that there was intent. There was intent. Yeah. And if there is intent and if you mean it and if you really think that. Then you you, you don't deserve to be part of 
Star Wars. You don't. And like, like I say, like I am more right wing than both of you, but I don't think like she does. Like, I just think that's abhorrent. Mm. It, it's nothing to do with left, right, or center. It's about deliberately intending to set out and say something yeah. that's offensive on multiple occasions. For Common me. decency, it, isn't it? Really, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a good way to wrap up the Gina chat. What do we think, chaps? Yeah. Yes. With a very British perspective as well, because, you know, it might have been interesting if, if and we, we are recording um, on UK time um, in the evening, but it would have been good if, if we could have had Mera and Justin on this, because with, what, with what's going on in that country, their version of freedom is different i think to ours right now and what they interpret that to mean um so you know i i think personally i think like we've all said we all agree and it's a very sensible thing and i'm pretty sure actually mary and justin will probably agree with us as well but they but but the political heat in that country right now after five six years of that division and obviously what we even saw in january this year um mm. it's a slightly different backdrop that she is promoting those views too as well because she's talking to us but it, she's really talking to the american people when she's saying all this stuff yeah yeah 100 yeah. no, the american right wing who she re- clearly relates to so yeah exactly so yeah okay we've, we've just lost our 10 listeners after that rant from me <laughs> <laughs> well yeah love mate, us my... rural farm boy love us <laughs> <laughs> So moving on from that, I yeah. think um, the one thing that I think we do need to do at the moment is have a bit of a shout out to Delray in the UK, but also yeah. Disney Publishing. Um, they have been incredibly generous to us uh, in the past week or two, actually, um, where actually, dare I say it, I take that back at the start of the podcast. I said the last thing I had that was Star Wars related. I can't remember. I'm wrong. I do remember. It's the Delray book. That no, we got. Bought. Oh yeah, no, very true. Okay, yeah, a slight deviation. Um, I didn't buy that. We were provided that from Delray. So in the first week in January, I yes. think, wasn't it? It was published. I think the fifth. Yeah. So we actually got a copy of the new High Republic book, um, and I think we got it. In fact, we got it just before New Year's, if I remember correctly, Dave, because you yes. got it picking it across to us and just want to say a big thank you to Delray UK for, for doing that to us you know hugely appreciate it we got copies um, I know Dave you finished it and I finished it Ali have you finished it yet? So gents now's the Q&A section of this well I'll be asking the questions and you'll be doing the answers so that's a no <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get to the Ali Q&A um, <laughs> And this week in particular and last week, we were sent a copy from Disney Books um, on their latest release, which, again, is all tied into the High Republic. And, Dave, I'm going to lean to you at the moment. You, you received Alphabet Squadron? I know, yes, that's, that's the third one. So I've um, from oh, – that's from Del Rey again. Yeah. So we've just received – it arrived today, actually, so I've not even tweeted it yet – We've just received the paperback copy of Shadowfall. Cool. Yeah, so, you know, we've been blessed with some amazing books. 
uh, in the past couple of weeks. Um, and with that, I think, Ali, you're going to ask some questions then, aren't you? Yeah. So let's start with uh, you, Alex. Um, so the setting, time period, how have you found it going to what is a canonical period of time now? Because obviously we've had the conversation before about what happened. So mm-hmm. h- how are you finding it being, you know, thrust 300 years into the past from what we what we know? I think it's great. Um, so and Dave, keep me honest here, mate. There was not any EU Legends book set in this period of time either, were there? No. Or no, mate, this is brand new. Era. Brand new. Yeah, so it's brand new for the EU, to, as it were. Brand new era of Star Wars where we have many, many Jedi. Um, I'm enjoying it because it literally gives them a bit of freedom. The other thing that I'm enjoying are the odd nod to a few things that we know happen in the future of this particular time so yeah i'm i'm really enjoying the fact that they can go crazy um and the book itself is actually it's actually pretty good um it's a bit of a slow burner but i think the villains of the book and dave and i had a side conversation about this so i'm going to try and pronounce it um it's nihil nihil yes however if you listen to I think it's the Star Wars YouTube page. They call it Nile, and I'm like, no, it's Nihil. I well, I or you know, we agree that it's Nihil, but nevertheless, it's just the pronunciation of the villains. And I think they're a really interesting bunch. And so, Dave, I I've read the first eighty pages talking about that slow burner. That's as far <laughs> as I got. <laughs> I, 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 I can see. I could say, and I'm, I'm, I'm cutting in on you here. Um, I can see what Alex was saying about the, the the way that the story evolves and the way that the 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 ultimate like bad guys of this this era come to light. That is a slow part. It's it's like the build up throughout the entire novel. But I would argue that the actual novel itself kicks off very fast pace because the, the, there's lots of action straight away, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. So talking of that action. Um, it's obviously a ship breaks up mm-hmm. and starts flying out all over the place. In hyperspace. In hyperspace. And then it's going to destroy a farming colony. See, I did read up to page 80. And <laughs> then some Jedi and Padawans appear because they have come from the big space station, global happy <laughs> place star, of star, sun. Star, starlight beacon. That's what it's called. The global happy place of sun starlight. <laughs> So after they come from the global happy place of Sun Starlight, uh, what happens next? Well, okay, so there's there's a couple of things in this that that I I found really refreshing, and now that I've started reading um, the the first of the books that came from Disney books as well, um, Into the Dark. One thing I'm really enjoying about this period is that we're seeing Jedi very differently to the way that we saw them in the Clone Wars and, and, and even in the, the novels on the lead, uh, sorry, in the, the, the movies, the, the prequel trilogy, because Mm -hmm. by, by that period, there's almost like a militaristic air to the way that the Jedi are formed. Um, Even, even before, uh, in, in the Phantom Menace, they're, they're, they're almost like portrayed as warrior characters. Um, and I'm not saying that they're not in 
these new novels, but there's a there's there's a much less militaristic feel to them. They're more monastic, the more monk-like, the more meditation, and yeah. each going their own separate ways to understand the, the force. force. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny you say that because when when you think of the Clone Wars. They always allude to the old age of the Jedi being the keepers of peace, not being generals. You know, it's kind of mentioned in even in the Clone Wars animated series and then obviously the movies and stuff. They aren't military. They are. And this kind of emphasizes that particular point, doesn't it? Mm. And I'm, I'm really liking that. It means that you're getting a lot more personality from the characters. They're not all, dare I say it, clones of each other. (laughs) Um, They're not all the same type of warrior priest. Instead, you've got such a broad spread of personalities. And even though, and and you're also seeing much broader spread of alien species as well. I was Um, just about to say that, yeah. yeah. And that's quite refreshing in itself as well. It is, it is. It makes it makes it feel more alien and more about this this galaxy far far away something makes, that i've uh, yeah makes it more really, electric yes um but but then conversely because of the way that the, there's so much more variety in the types of characters and they're not all warrior monk type things mm. it means that there's a lot more humanity into the story as well despite them all being different aliens <laughs> It's it's funny because I've actually just realised what I have bought. I bought the comic. You did. You did. So no, the Marvel didn't. comic. No, yes, you did. That was free with your Amazon Prime subscription. You told us. No, it wasn't. Not that one. Nope, not that one. That's a different one. Okay. That was, no, that was House of M. I House of M. Oh, no, House okay. of M that ties in with um, One Division. But that's a different. Oh, I'd rather talk about One Division. Can we talk about One? One Division is brilliant. Can we talk about um, that. <laughs> um, so I bought the tie-in comic that that is set after Scott Caravan. Yeah, so our friend who has been very interactive with us on Twitter, shout out Scott. Yeah. Um, I I picked I picked that up digitally uh, on Comicsology, and I thought that was I started to read it, and I didn't finish the novel, which was a clearly dumb thing to do, because <laughs> there are things that happen in the comic or characters that are shown in the comic or not as the case may be that yes. are impacted by events that happened in the book yes so what i've got about i mean the comic is what 23 pages and i've got about 10 in and i realized oh dear i'm gonna press stop i'm gonna then go back to the novel and finish the novel um and i'm truly glad that i did because there are points in the novel that do tie into the comic and it's really good the way it does that um yeah. and especially the way it kind of accumulates to this big battle um i can't remember the name of the planet where it's set but nevertheless um that big battle then has ramifications in the comic book yes and into the dark which is the book i'm reading which is by uh, claudia gray who also interacts or has interacted with us on twitter which is is great um so that also links into the the first of the novels that was released so i quite like even though they're releasing different things because the 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 one i'm reading now is classed as a young adult which is why it's published by disney books rather than being technically a novel an adult novel which is what the first one was 
um, the characters, there's crossover between the characters and there's relationships between the characters. And and I quite like that. It it makes it 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 ties into what we've said previously about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The fact that you can have multiple different things all happening concurrently mm. that can diverge and then come back together again. And the, the novels seem to be doing that. It's very well done. And I we knew that it was a big project that was that was being put together by Lucasfilm. And it's for me it's paying dividends. It works. It's as if there's one group of people that have got an idea of where the story's going and they all sit down and agree to it. It's, it's pretty unique, let's be honest, for Star Wars, um, because the only time we've ever had that before, when it was George Lucas. I mean, and he clearly made yeah. it up as he was going along anyway. Um, yeah. So it's, it is, to your point, David, and I've been incredibly flippant about that, obviously, with, with the sequel trilogy in mind, but <laughs> it's, it's very good to see that cohesiveness in the story. The yes. thing that I'm intrigued about is where we get to with this new show coming out, Acolyte. Mm. So there's things that are being mentioned about a character in Acolyte, in Acolyte who, if you can assume they're the same character or, or linked in some way, they're in the High Republic novels as well. Possibly, so it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting where that goes and if that cohesiveness continues from the page onto the screen. And I really hope it does, because to your point, Dave, the way they've done it so far, and I mean, I've only read the first novel and the two comics because the second one came out last week. Um, you know, I, I think it's a fantastic way that they've taken this. And it's interesting because I think you and I, Dave, are we've always been into the novels, into the comics, even in, in the dark times and, and, and before the Disney takeover. So I think it's really hitting the nail on the head for, for people who are into it. What I also think it's doing is initially... And again, on some of the, the, the groups I'm on, on Star Wars and comment, comments we've seen on Twitter, a lot of people were a bit like, meh, <clears throat> about this particular series. But I think the more that's come out of it, and I don't know if you guys have seen it, on the Star Wars YouTube channel, they have shorts, which are like a minute or two, which talk about the different characters from the book. Oh. And it's really, I, yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, they're not obviously huge amounts of stories. It's only like a minute or two. Um, and when you watch the weekly Star Wars show, they kind of talk about various different bits here and there as well. Um, but the way they kind of tie it all in together, like I saw one the other day that was about Scar, the Trandoshan Jedi. Yes. Um, which, which, again, having a Trandoshan Jedi is really interesting. Um, and I think he's the first one. Yes. I, yeah, it is something. It does say something like that. Because Trandoshan's being so brutal and what have you. Yeah, and, and the irony being there's obviously a Wookiee <laughs> um, mm. in the Jedi Order as well when we know that Trandoshans and the Wookiees don't really get on. Um, if you hearken back to the... Uh, was, it the was it a Clone Wars episode where is, yes. they go Definitely. hunting for the Wookiees? Yeah, you know, so we know that they don't get on, but obviously they're both Jedi, which is great. Um, <clears throat> so I think it's really interesting the way they're doing that and opening up the universe. Yeah, yeah. That was a really long answer to Ali's question. <laughs> I'm still here. Don't worry. Don't worry. I've got a great follow-up. Go on then. Dave, who's the character he's on about? Which character? The the Trandoshan. No. The bad guy character. Who's the bad guy? Well, 
it's not just one, you see. Um, I think we've gone into spoilers, by the way, without a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, I think we're, I think yeah, we're in safe territory here. Don't worry. I mean, you're one of the five people on the planet that have read it, Dave. Oh. All right. 15. I, 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 yeah. I would say that the comments I've seen from the people who have read it are broadly positive. Um, it's an enjoyable novel, to be fair. Really good. I, 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 it was a type of book that I read over the course of about a weekend. So it, for me, it was a fast book and, and a nice one to read. Um, so and the, Ali, the, the, the I'm just going to put Ali in his place here. That The first novel that was released was actually the top of the New York Times bestseller list. It was. It was. Yes, it was. Quite weak, yes. wasn't it? No. No, for a couple of weeks, actually. It Quite was. a couple of weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, a couple of weeks. Well, a few, a few, yeah. A few, because you've quite... Oh, sure. Yeah. So, so the, the, the Nihil, or, or however we want to pronounce them... Um, the bad guys. The bad guys. Um, I, again, I really like how they've been pulled together as as a group, and the the fact that there's there's different personalities within that. They're not a, again, I guess, taken us away from what we've seen previously when we've looked at at Star Wars. The bad guys tend to be broadly very militaristic. Again, um, they tend to be. Um, quite like what for, for instance you 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 look at the sith and then the separatists in the clone war era and there's there's a uniformity and an agreement on what their purpose is and what they're mm-hmm. trying to do i'm sure that there, there, there will be disagreements between them but it's not really positioned that way they are uniform in what they want to achieve you then move to the empire era the empire is uniform in what it wants to do and then you get to the first order and again the first order is uniform in what it wants to do you look at the 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 nihil and there's there's three separate warlords who are all played off against each other by the person that gives them the ability to make their raids mm. and i just thought that that was fantastic the the way that you've got very different personalities they all respect each other in that they they know that each of them are powerful in their own way but they all think that they're better than each other and and it creates really good dynamic mm. it, whenever you go to them yeah it creates the tension you know because yes. you know it's easy to say about bad guys oh, i want to take over the world it's great it's a stereotypal typical um villain behavior but with these guys while there is an element of that they just want to get rich they want to look after their people and they just want to completely do bad things so does it's it a, have force powers no not not that we've seen um no There's, there's yeah, one person in particular who, well, we don't actually know what is going on with this person, but she's she is a she, yeah. She's the reason for their ability to navigate, jump, and pick and choose hyperspace lanes effectively. Um, and it, it David, I don't know if you kind of agree with this, but it, I as I was reading about the character, learning more about them, I was just like, it sounds like a chiss. 
It, yeah, a bit like the Skywalker. The Skywalkers. And I'm like, mm. but we know this character is like old. <laughs> and if you believe everything that the Chiss say that we know from the Thrawn books, the Skywalkers lose their powers um, yeah. when they're like teenagers. Yeah, she's being kept alive because through through like a life support machine because she's so old. Yeah. And she's also appears to be human or human based stock. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I do like the similarities with the Chiss in that particular example mm. because of her navigation away. But then there's 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 the concept of is she force sensitive to be able to to do that? Maybe and, not force aware. Yeah, because like when when the battle happens at the end of the book, the, the Jedi aren't aware or don't understand how these ships are doing what they're doing. So there's mm. clearly a driving force behind it that they can't feel it, which makes you kind of wonder maybe it isn't full sensitive, but is it like, I don't know, like the Night Sisters and their magics or yeah. something like that? Because even then that was alluded to being a false power of some description, but it wasn't a Sith nor a Jedi. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, I, yeah, I get the feeling it, it, it's a force ability maybe, but an innate one. Yeah. Speaking of which, I actually really like the concept that certain Jedi's in this book have got like a special power. Yeah, yeah. I love like that. It's quite. It kind of makes sense because it's kind of alluded to again in, in Rebels, like where um, what's his name, Ezra, he can talk to animals. Um, yes. And Anakin has a way of doing things like that as well, and this, that, and the other. So it makes sense for them to kind of elaborate on these particular powers. And what? Who? I can't remember the name of the. Um, one of the main lead Jedi's, her power was like she can feel the song of the Force or whatever it is, and, and coordinate other Force users. That's that that in itself. Could you imagine if they had that in the Clone Wars? That would have been ridiculously epic to have seen. But then, but then we've Where had that go? as a concept. Well, I was going to say we've had that as a concept for a while mm. now, because if you go back to Knights of the Old Republic, so computer game which is now twenty years old. Mm. The female lead of those games, can't remember her name now, Bastilla, Bastilla, she had force, something like battle meditation or something like that, where she could go into a trance prior to a battle and so work her way through what would happen in that battle and so be able to advise a fleet as to what to do. Mm. And that was, it was, I think it was called Battle Meditation or something like that. So she did have one of those force. It was almost like each Jedi seemed to, seems to have something which makes them slightly unique to other Jedi, yeah. which again, I think is a fantastic way. And, and something that when, when you look at the way that Jedi have been in the past and the fact that they've been part of armies, when you're part of an army, you you lose your your individuality because you're part of a collective. Whereas this is this is an era where the Jedi are all individual. They all mm. have a leaning towards the Force, and they they all want to use the Force for good. But they all see different routes to using it. Yeah. Does that answer your question, Ali? Well, apart from Dave mispronouncing error, obviously. Era. Era. <laughs> I know I said it wrong. Um yeah, I I think I think that's 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 fascinating stuff that. Yeah. 
the thing, just just one final point, and you know, one thing that is interesting about the book, Yoda, not in the book. But surely there has to be a Sith around at this point as well somewhere. So surely you've not built up to the main sort of well, conflict. I don't, I don't know to be fair because well, that that kind of goes back to my point about the Acolyte TV show. Yeah, yeah, because something's building up to that. Because the Acolyte, and again using the terminology from Revenge of the Skywalker, no, Rise of Skywalker, um, <laughs> <laughs> is. They are Sith acolytes around Palpatine, right? So yeah. there has to be an element and a concept of that. In fact, I wouldn't put it past them that they shoehorn in Exegol um, to kind of form part of that acolyteness, if that's a word. Um, it's possible. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I've seen and, people talking about that. You know, so therefore, kind of, that they're simmering around in the background, but. What is interesting is the reason why Yoda's not in the book is because he's said to be off-world, taking a secondment, for want of a better word. Yeah, sabbatical. A sabbatical, thank you. Is he off-world making baby Yodas at all? <laughs> Grogu's. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it in that book that the Jedi sexy time issue is raised, or is that in a comic? He's um, Him and Yada were on honeymoon. Because um, that's the thing, hasn't it, that's been controversial about Jedi sexy time? That, was it in a comic or is it in this book? Ah, right, okay. So this, I Alex think... Is it's the book he I'm doesn't reading. know about this. It's, it's the book I'm reading. Oh, okay, right. So, the, okay, so despite it being about a, a, a young adult book, so I, I would guess from a young adult book, you're looking at what a 13-year-old to maybe 18-year-old would be their core target. Which is probably why the, the the character, the main character of the novel is a teenage Padawan. Probably 14, 15, 16 maybe. And they do mention within this book the fact that Jedi are allowed to have sex. Just not allowed to form attachments. Oh, so they can have a one night stand but they can't get married. Yes, yes, effectively. And it is mentioned. Now, for our regular listeners, you know we try to keep this content PG, uh, but that's clearly not. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's quite a shift. For one of that's why word. people have been saying it, Alex. That's exactly yeah. what they've been saying, because they've been saying the whole Anakin Padme thing. Mm, that's interesting. Well, well that was that was that. that I was mean, attachment. That's, I was going to say, if we're breaking it down to being incredibly literal, that wasn't a booty call. <laughs> no. That was a full-on relationship, marriage. That grooming. He loved her so much, he killed her, uh, literally. Um, so that isn't. That's not. That's a, which is clearly against the rules. Killing her obviously is very against the rules. <laughs> but, thanks for that clarification. <laughs> you, clear. You, you add in the clo- you add in the Clone Wars as well. The fact that um, Obi Wan alludes to the fact that he'd had some form of attachment relationship or what have you with Satine. See, that's where he went wrong. Yeah. One night stand with Satine, done. Lingering feelings, not so much. You callous so and so. That's the Jedi way. That's the Jedi way. Exactly. They are they are promoting the Jedi Council. 
Oh, gee, we're saying a great example, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> but no, is that that's that's no. Thank you for that, Dave. I wasn't. I, Ali, when you said that, I'm like, I've got no idea what you're. No, it's about. been quite controversial. It's the thing. Yeah. 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 It's it's mentioned a couple of times in this book. Um, I'm probably about a hundred and hundred. Notice you're looking a bit red, actually, Dave. Were you reading it before you uh, started this chat? <laughs> looking a bit red there, a bit un- hot under the collar. Nice. Nah, he's, he's trying to look like Darth Maul. Is that a candle I can see behind you? <laughs> and a bottle of red wine. Smooth jazz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But where I was going with, y- with Yodel, Yodel? Oh, God, I had a package delivered from Yodel earlier on. That's why I'm thinking about it. Where I was going with Yodel. That's a miracle. Well done. No, I know. It's two days late. That's besides the point. Um, Standard. Yoda appears in the comic book. He does. He has he does. It's, but it's more a case of he couldn't pass up coming to the, the opening of, of Starlight Base. Yeah, the, the spaceship happy place. What did you call it? Yeah. Our like special place of happiness of the Jedi one night stand saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, well known that all the Jedi went there for that one night of passion they're allowed. Oh. <laughs> it's like the purge in the film The Purge, you get one night to just kill a bunch of people. <laughs> you have to purge there. <laughs> well, there is, there's the Jedi purge, yeah, <laughs> but it's an actual purge. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we've gone way off topic here. Definitely. To to bring it back onto topic or try to. Um, so you both mentioned about this this acolyte, um, and so the idea of a TV show or or some pro- some production that will go onto Disney Plus that'll be called the acolyte. So where does that sit with Darth Plagueis? So we we've In it. we've well okay so. Plagueis is canon because he's mentioned in Attack the Clone Wars. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he's mentioned. So we, we can't do over that. Although his species was never hinted at. Hinted. Try again. Hinted at. Yeah. Um, but you then have the novel, which was about Plagueis. The James Bond novel. Yeah. Yes. Which positions him as a mun. Yeah, he's a mun, yeah. Yeah. And very long-lived. So yeah, potentially yeah. he is alive at this point, 200 he, years before. He could be a young mun in the yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love young that. Mun. He's a young mun. <laughs> he's not a young one. He's a young mun. <laughs> um, if... <laughs> And uh, his, his his oh his master what was his it was his master um Mon Cal or something like that he was Isn't that a fish uh, well it's somebody uh yeah but either way I think you might I think that's probably where they're gonna they're gonna get <clears throat> gonna get him in there I think yeah unless it's his master potentially. Don't know, but, but they'll be uh, around. <clears throat> you'd like to think he's in the background somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, he might even be not... pulling the strings on the nail, whatever. No, nah, no chance. It'll turn out it was Palpatine all along. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you end a good film series, mate. <laughs> it's pulling the strings all along, and then, oh. and then his clone son created a force-sensitive child who could do everything. That would be a great storyline. 
Oh, we've seen that before. They won't do that again. No. It's not like Star Wars to repeat yourself, is it? Come on. Nah, I can't yeah. imagine it. No, no. no. But there, there are rumours, though, that the, the way it's going to end is when kind of like um, Palpatine is a young boy, allegedly. But that then would take it to... 50 what, maybe years before the Phantom Menace, yeah. Yeah. So that's 150 years that I have to cover. Yeah. Because it starts two, it starts 200 years before the Phantom Menace, doesn't it? So do we get yeah. Count Dooku then at that point, being the Padawan of Yoda? You might be able to get his mm-hmm. turn when he turns to the dark side. I know that happens between Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering. The Darth it might book. be just a bit early, but it's not, bit too early, it's not yeah. far off it. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Because yeah. he's, he's manipulated into going to the dark side by the young... Palpatine. Yeah. So there, there could be a meeting. Well, it depends how far they go, because like, if it's Palpatine being young, that means it's going to be then 20 or 30 years before Phantom, yeah, exactly. which is yeah. too close, I believe. So, But we'll have to wait and see. Any other questions, Alan? Yeah, what do you think about George Lucas returning to Star Wars? I was kind of thinking you were jumping into a question about the, the, the High Republic, but we're going we're going there. Yeah, well, we said we'd be an hour and we're already over it. Right. Let's just keep going. So, yes, for the benefit of the listeners, <laughs> add some context to that question, please. <laughs> so, actually, I'm going to change that question. Alex, mm-hmm. if you were living in a very rural village in sort of middle-class England, would you be delighted to find that they fully built the Obi-Wan set right in the middle of your village? <laughs> me, me being me, God, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd be down there like a shot. But, um, but a lot of people, they ain't happy. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, so again, add context for the listeners who don't know. So they've built the film set for allegedly Obi-Wan, but that looks like that's been filmed in California now, so it could be for the Cassian Andor fits that we know is definitely being filmed around Dagenham, which is in London, England. But this village isn't in Dagenham, though. This village no, is no, in... it's, it's, it's a very quiet rural Archer place in a pit. Yeah, where, where they it just sort of appeared overnight and people were like, what, what just happened here? Well, I, I, I saw the news about that and... I, People are kicking up fuss about heavy equipment and and um, what have you, and kicking up a fuss about that. They've taken over a disused quarry, so unless they were using pickaxes and handcarts, that quarry's going to have been using heavy equipment. I don't think they brought in the northern workforce for this, Dave. Yeah, gloves and hands. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> no. Yeah, you are spot on there, Dave. It's like you're living near a quarry. Now, unless they have got massive noise reduction machines <laughs> that chip away quietly or like mm. mice, there would have to have been noise. Like I, I live, I bought a brand new new build house. It'd be me complaining about the fact they're building houses down the street. It's like, yes, it's a new build development, right? And you live near a quarry. There's going to be people making noise. It's it's a thing. Um, yeah. You know. Disused quarry. 
Even, uh, even more so, yeah, because it's going to have been there for years, right? So, yeah, so nothing happened. But anyway, I, all I wanted to say is I actually think it's great, and I hope they leave it there afterwards, like they sort of did with the Lord of the Rings in New Zealand and turn it into like a tourist attraction. That was actually where I was yeah. going with it. I think I think the amount of Star Wars that's been filmed here is actually criminal. The lack of use that's happened with those sets. When you think about what's happened with the Harry Potter, when you think again, Lord of the Rings, like they've really used them with Star Wars. They've built all this wonderful stuff around London for the last six years. Yeah. None of it has survived. It's amazing. It's an actual, it's amazing to me that that happened. Yeah. Well, the the home of of Star Wars is is in California. So, Elstree. Well, filming yes but the actual actual home of star wars is in california so chances are they're probably going to go nah let's bring it over here they've not even done that either to be fair exactly. so. they haven't that's what i mean so um yeah so so that was that was just that but then moving on to the return allegedly i think imdb have confirmed it though that george lucas has written a couple of episodes for the andor series i think that's amazing um and why not ultimately um it's it's an interesting one because obviously the, the the Andor show is set before Rogue One. Yeah. And I don't know how... Do we know the time? Is it like a... Is it a few years beforehand? I can't remember. Well, I think um, five years is what I've read. But yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know I, why I, five I think it could be just made up. But No, I think five, six years is something that I've heard before. But it's, I don't think it's been confirmed. But nevertheless, if it is five years before Rogue One, it's obviously five years before A New Hope. Which means it's 15, 14 years before, after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So it would make perfect sense to bring the man who wrote both of those films. Um, and from what we do know, has clearly been keeping his hand in on The Mandalorian. We've seen the set pictures of him being on set. Um, so he's clearly in, for want of a better word. With, with Lucasfilm again, if you want to call it that, uh, and Disney. So for me, it makes perfect sense. And I think it's going to be interesting because going back to the comments we've kind of made about the sequel trilogy and everyone saying, oh, we need Jules Lucas back. Could you imagine the heat it will take if the episodes that he writes suck? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this is the thing, right? I think, I think it's great that he's back, but I think he's doing it in the wrong series. Like it, it, like it, it does. It seems to me the perfect series here for him is the Obi Wan series. Like that, that's where he should be. That's his character in his time period. This is kind of like Clone Wars, which has become a bit felony because of the cartoons and and everything. So I kind of feel, you know, I, I'm very positive coming back. I'm really looking forward to what comes up with. I just kind of feel like it. And I'm being very nitpicky. I do know that, but I feel it's kind of like a bit of a wasted opportunity of where. He's been placed, if that makes sense. But I do conversely think that of all the series, it's been a long time since Rogue One. And the kind of, if you think of all the series that were announced when Disney Plus was announced, this one's probably taken the longest to come to fruition. Like, you know, this was around the same time as WandaVision, which saw it out, and all the Marvel stuff that's coming out, and Mandalorian indeed. I think it was announced at the same time as Mandalorian, wasn't it? It was. It um, was yeah. And it's still not out. So it means that they've they're obviously taking the time of it, which is a good thing. We've all said that. We'd rather they spent their time and produce a quality product. But it makes me think that maybe they're a little bit wary that 
Mandalorian has done amazingly. WandaVision has done amazingly. They need some star power behind this because the characters themselves, to me, are not a particularly big sell. But then you could have said that about the Mandalorian when it began. The thing that I'm struggling with, with Andor, is that there's no K2. Yes, but we're not in this first season. Not no. in the first season. So that does allude to the fact that there's going to be a second season, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but K2 was one of the one of the best things in Rogue One for me, apart from a few other things. But he, like, I don't know if I've said this before on the uh, on the show. I think I have done because I got ridiculed by Dave. Um, where I say Katie's my favourite droid. Yeah, I've said this a few times. No, no I, I, I don't disagree. I think he's very good. He's my second favourite droid. Maybe we won't tell Mera because she might get upset. Well, she wouldn't mind if he's second. Yeah, true. Well, we'll have to see 3 you. <clears throat> yeah, oh. I was going to say after 3PO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's her favourite. Yeah, for sure. But I think, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because, yeah, I, you know, if he, if he provides that, to your point, Ali, that star power, for a better word, um, again, it's going to be interesting how they take it because it's going to have to be all about espionage, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, it's, it's going to be an interesting show in that respect because, um, it, again, it's going to be – it's going to kind of remind me like of um, – what do you call it? Like Captain America Winter Soldier. That film is very much about spies, things going on on the inside. And we all know that in Rogue One, he's got his contact that he meets that he ends up shooting brutally. Um, so I, I'm wondering if there's going to be a bit more of that. I, it, yeah, for me, it's, it's got to be the... And it's the stuff that he talked about when he was in Rogue One. He said, there are things that I've done. And it, yeah. it's it's about that grey area, isn't it? He he believes in the cause of the rebellion, but he's prepared to use some of the Empire's tactics to, to achieve it. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon we might see some of that um, George Lucas criminal underworld TV series that was never... Div- well, it was treated, but never actually came out? Could we see some of that criminal underworld stuff on this? Oh yeah, 11:38 or whatever they were going to call it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe. I mean, that was set. That was supposed to be set on Coruscant, right? So, the underbelly of Coruscant. So, yeah. maybe that that could be quite cool. And if it's George Lucas writing it, that's actually a pretty good tie-in. And timing's about right. Yeah. 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 Um, other news. Because I think there is just a few more little stories. You got very excited last week, both of you, um, about a certain bounty hunter teaser from Marvel. Now, I've had enough saying about him and what I think about the Mandalorian and his presence in it, so I don't feel like I'm the right person to comment on this. But, um, Mr. Drew, happy? Well, let's just say I'm going to subscribe and buy the comic and probably any of the variant covers that come with it, so I think that answers your question. <laughs> Mr. Dave, I will also be getting the comic, but I'll I, probably I, go for the digital editions. Yeah, so I must admit I'm leaning towards digital these days, um, mainly around the fact that I am I'm running out of space. Um, second of all, because of lockdown, can't go to a shop. I know it's going to yes. change, but yeah. and I know you can order comics online, but. There's something about going to a comic book store. This is me going proper old school here. 
going to a comic book store, picking up your pull list and going, I will take all of these books. Thank you very much. There's something about that. And I haven't found a comic book store since I've moved home. I think the closest one to me is probably like Forbidden Planet in central London. Um, so I need to I need to go to a comic book store. I've got kind of withdrawal symptoms here. And, you know, you never know, Ali. I might be able to buy it in Galaxy's Edge. Because they sell Star Wars comics now. What, what do we think about the time period and where it's set between the two films? It's set between Empire and Jedi, for those who don't know. There's been other comics set in that period that i mean there's been lots of comics set within the the period of the original trilogy that boba fett's been in um vader's been in bosk um so there's, there's that that for me isn't isn't anything new if that makes sense no, i agree yeah i mean is it new been... for disney though do, do you think this no. signals a new approach there's been Star Wars comics released in the new run between yeah. Empire and Jedi. So, yeah, it's going to tie in somehow. Has to. And because it's all being done by Marvel, you'd like to think that it would be done well. Fingers crossed. It, yeah. Well, so far, all the comic books have been done well. All the Vader ones, mm. the Star Wars ones, the Doctor Aphra ones, they've all tied together very well. Just on a complete tangent, I reread Vader Down again the other day. Such a Love good that. book. But anyway. Love that one. All I am surrounded with is fear and dead men. <laughs> and Ali's looking at us going, no idea. I'm happy for you. Good. You I'm need happy. to ed- educate yourself in the Marvel comics, mate. I don't. You can't, to, to your earlier, earlier comment though, yes, there are some Marvel Star Wars comics that are available if you have Amazon Prime in your subscription. If you have an app, the Kindle app, you can download them for free and use them on your Kindle app. Look at that. The Disney Defenders top tip. Tip for the day. The irony is it's on Kindle app, which is Amazon, which isn't Disney, which is a bit weird, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, gents, I don't have anything else. Do we have anything else to talk about? I'm sure at one point I'll get my... Uh mandalorian frustrations out again because you both know that i have a certain point of view about luke skywalker and his appearance in that last episode but we'll leave that for another day <laughs> yeah because this show will then extend for another hour at least if we do that i think so so i won't do that today but otherwise yeah with that we are the jedi i'm joking alex you <laughs> <laughs> stealing my thunder <laughs> no wonder vision let's talk about wonder vision no let's not I do. Um, I, I've missed them. Niall, Harry. Said one division. Oh. Well, it's one direction, but anyway. Oh, damn it. Is that what they're called? There's me fanboying. In, fan, fanboying. There you go. Hey. Um, Like the Jedi on Alpha Squadron, happy play space. <laughs> Paradise of love and virtue. Where no man has gone before. <laughs> and on that bombshell uh, <laughs> yes ladies and gentlemen we are the Jedi Council and before I do my whole spiel about the end of the show Mr Contrary final thoughts for the day mate yeah I mean looking back I mean it's, it's really important to kind of go right to where we started here and I think it's a real shame that lots of people did love the Mandalorian and I think generally people felt very included by Star Wars and we were heading the right direction 
But I think it's really sad that this time it's not Disney. It's not any problems with a film. It's not a director. It's an actor that's causing the problems. And I just, I just think it's really, really sad because I felt like Star Wars really had got to a, a nice, happy place again. Um, you know, the most popular TV show in the world, Star Wars, was back. You know, Marvel still very, very popular, but not as popular for Star as Star Wars for a little bit. Now, I don't know. So yeah, I just find it a bit sad. Dave, your final thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I can see the look on Alex's face. No, All no, right, no. Then, don't worry. Alex, your final <laughs> thought. No, no, hold on. If we're doing it, we're doing it proper. Dave, final thoughts from you, mate. <laughs> um, it's great to be recording again, um, which we say every time we have a break of a month or so. We come back mm-hmm. and we say, it's just fantastic to be chatting about Star Wars again, unless your name's Ali, in which case you just grumble a lot. Um, no, it's 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 just it's nice to be recording again. It's nice to be talking about Star Wars. It's nice to have a bit of a laugh. Um, we'll be back in June or July. Yes, yes. Uh, we'll be back in spring when the Bad Batch is on. Apparently. Oh, is that uh, too? Apparently. Okay. According That's... to StarWarsNewsNet.com, it is yes. Oh, awesome. So something to look forward to. Yes, so I'm just I'm just glad to be talking about Star Wars again. Yeah, and and final thoughts from me. Yeah, no, no, I'm the same. It's like the thing is, I'm very mindful of what isn't going to be coming in the next kind of. You know, we don't have a Mandalorian, we don't have a movie, we don't have uh, an animated show yet. Depending on whatever source you read on the internet that tells you that. Um, so there's nothing to kind of apart from the books. I mean, and Dave, you know, you and I, we love the books and the comics. I think we do have content to some description. Um, so, you know, well, a friend of mine that listens to the show reached out to me and said, have you ever thought about doing a Marvel podcast? And I'm like, originally, no. But then he said it'd be great to get the Jedi Council's view because, you know, we're all we're nerds. Uh, and, you know, I know Justin is as well. Um, you, you're, you're, you're on a podcast about Star Wars, Ali. You are a nerd. It doesn't, doesn't matter how much you say it, you are. Why are you picking on me? Because you're shaking your head. Uh- <laughs> I don't think I was. <laughs> I'm going to put the video on YouTube. Um, that so was, then, I was. <laughs> um, where was the game of that? Oh yeah, they were like, we want you to do a like a walkthrough, like we did of the the movies for Infinity War and Endgame, which is going to be like seven hours. Wow! I'm washing my hair that day. <laughs> Your hair's not long enough. <laughs> I'm dying it. I'm having a perm. <laughs> That'll be the day that we open up the UK again and nobody's going to be around. Um, but that's, that's some food for thought. But anyway, yeah, so my final thought is, yeah, just good to be back behind the mic. Good to talk about the wars. To your point, Ali, yeah, the division again, creating wars, not a good thing. But nevertheless, it's been good to chat. Looking forward to doing it again. And with that being said, we are the Jedi Council. Thank you very much for listening to us today. Get involved with us. You know, find us on the web. We are all the W's dot the hyphen jedi hyphen council.com find us on twitter we are at the jedi underscore council find us on instagram we are at the jedi underscore council underscore tjc find us on the facebook facebook page has been booming recently which is great good to see the numbers going up on facebook we are at tjc underscore the jedi underscore council reach out to us on 
all those social media platforms, find our shows, go back to the back catalogue, hear what we've had to say about other things Star Wars related on SoundCloud, find us on Spotify, iOS podcast app, Google Play, Podbean, Player.fm. We are now available on Amazon. You know, ask elect. No, I'm not going to say it because you'll go off. Ask the person that sits in your Google device or your Amazon device to play the podcast and she will play it for you. You know, everything like that. Reach out to us on social media, guys. We do like to get interactive with you all. We, we speak to the followers. We speak to writers, you know, that we just want to speak to everybody who will listen to us, basically. Uh, so with that being said, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Jedi Cats. Oh, 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 we're on YouTube. I keep forgetting about that. Uh, we probably need to put some more content on there. Last thing on there was my video review of the Star Wars Adidas trainers that I bought October or whatever it was. Um, so, yes, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to us. And remember, may the force be with you. Always. Remember, the force will be with you. Always.